0: Hey, everybody, you are listening to the We Are Rising podcast. This is your host, Andrew Benjamin, and I'm joined once again by my co host, Jay Christian Gary from Focus Fights. Hey, y'all,
1: how's everything going?
0: <laughs> and we have a very special guest with us tonight. With us, we have JR Kratos, who will be taking on Eric Hammer at Bloodsport 2 this Saturday in New Jersey. Kratos is a former two time APW Universal Heavyweight Champion, PP former PPW champion. He is from Pacifica. He was born in Pacifica, California, but now resides in Sacramento. He is six feet, 290 pounds, and he's gonna be one of the probably the biggest guy in the blood sports show this weekend. And uh, not
1: to mention, not to mention, and I hate to interrupt early, even though it's kind of my thing, uh, But he is also a big star in the Northern California region, becoming a three-time SPW heavyweight champion, a two-time universal heavyweight champion for all pro wrestling, and competing competing for such promotions like Gold Rush Pro Wrestling. Hmm.
0: Yes, and with us, we have the feared one, J.R. Kratos. Mr. Kratos? Thank you so much for talking to us about this um, about this match coming up. I we really, really appreciate it. Oh,
2: uh, what's happening, guys? Thank you for having me on. I Appreciate it.
0: So, uh, I guess we we should, well first things first. Um, before we get into like your background as a uh, as a wrestler and all that stuff, I want to really talk about this because um, you were in a unfortunate car accident uh, with a family member just just this past weekend, or this past week. And I just want to know how yeah. how are you physically? How is how is everything like? Are you feeling? Are you one hundred percent? uh okay after that
2: oh yeah man first and foremost just uh you know as always man just thank the big man upstairs you know that uh myself and my daughter were able to walk away from that uh just you know with a little bit a of bumps and bruises uh just just grateful to be alive man and yes uh yeah i'm 100 man.
0: okay good because we were at first worried that when i saw that i was like oh no is it possible that you may miss your match but you know we're glad we're glad that you're going to be there for a match. But we're also glad that you and your uh, daughter are okay. That's mostly, oh, yeah. It's
2: going to take more than five cars to take me out, man.
0: <laughs> you say, okay, I thought it was just one car. You say five cars. Now I got to ask, what happened now? What, how did...
2: uh, just in a nutshell, man, you know, we're still going through all the, you know, the bullshit and all the stuff you got to go through, man. Just, uh, We got cut off on the freeway, and, uh, you know, we went all across the freeway to the left and then all across the back to the right and flipped over so uh in a nutshell yeah man we only got hit um once and there were you know a few cars involved so uh wasn't our fault but you know just like I said man it's uh just grateful to be alive and most importantly grateful that my daughter was uh alive because yeah man I have no idea what I would do if uh, that went the other way so uh, yeah just just blessed man just 100% walked away from that and uh you know
0: we're grateful for that good good well both Christian and I are very happy to hear that very 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 happy to hear that uh, yeah I
1: mean not only are you blessed to be honest you're blessed and highly favored.
0: mm-hmm <laughs> right uh, so we'll just talk about about a little bit about uh, you as a pro wrestler. how did you get started and uh, what how did you get how do you get started and you know when did you decide you want to become a pro wrestler
2: um since I was a little kid and, uh, my whole family pretty much, man, down, you know, my father, you know, my grandmother, my aunts, and my uncles, uh, you know, my stepmother, all of them, they worked at the Cow Palace in San Francisco since I was a young, since I was a young kid. And I used to go to all the matches, man. My dad used to work all the matches. And then, um, just one night in particular, just got, you know, a little bit older and was enjoying, obviously, since a little kid going to them, and I, uh, I saw the Ultimate Warrior, man. I was able to sit front row for the first time. and I saw him run out and, you know, obviously do what he does. And pull full energy and stand on the ropes, man, right in front of me and just do his thing. And I remember looking at my dad and just saying, you know, like, I want to do this. Mm. You know what I mean? So, uh, it's pretty much what fueled the fire for me, man. And, you know, life took its course and got involved in sports and did all that. But I always had a love for professional wrestling and then moved out here to Sacramento and uh, you know, same old thing, man, for big guys, you know, working security at night, doing shit like that. And I just got tired of that life. And uh one night working graveyard shift, I looked up schools to go to and I uh, found SPW in Sacramento and they were uh they were my foundation and they, you know, they guided me in the right direction and you know, took care of me and that was that and
0: mm, uh, opportunity
2: started presenting itself and I've been blessed ever since.
0: Uh, okay, okay. Um, I'm gonna throw it to you, Christian. Do um, you have any questions to ask about uh, pro wrestling uh, uh, with uh, Mr. Kratos? Oh no, did we lose Christian already? Oh no. Oh well, I will take over in that case. Um, for uh, for uh, so, how did you get involved with uh, uh, Josh Barnett? And uh, I understand also you do have a catch wrestling background. Um, uh, Nicole Savoy, when we talked to her, mentioned that you were with Oliver John and like just that whole crew as well.
2: Yeah, man, <laughs> get our ass beat by Oliver John.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She she <laughs> me- she mentioned she mentioned you by name when she was talking about you know, uh, you know, just the, just the California catch wrestling scene with Josh Barnett, you, Oliver John. Yeah, it sounds it sounds like it's a, a, to- a close knit group.
2: Yeah, man. You know, we've all we all have kind of you know somewhat the same vision and the same passion what we do, and we always uh, used to get together, all uh, and Oliver John used to, uh, mm-hmm. just pretty much, you know, we used to go out here in Sacramento and work on a nightly basis, and, you know, he used to just take us to school, man, you know, teach us the ways, and train us, and take care of us, and, you know, it was all, it was, you know, myself, Nicole, mm-hmm. Jeff Cobb, Timothy Thatcher, John Redito, you know, all those guys, you know, we just used to uh, mm-hmm. go out there and bust our ass,
0: and, I think. I I don't know how, how uh, if you were the, how big if you were 290 when you were training then but I think a lot of people when when, when they see you they don't expect some a guy of your size to be doing that catch wrestling stuff and a lot of people expect when they see a pro wrestler of your size, they see oh they they're, they're, they're going to be just doing slams and spears they're just going to be they're just going to be power guys but you also yeah you you incorporate catch wrestling into your background which I find very very fascinating do you was that something that you've always wanted to uh you just didn't want to just be like some power guy when you got into pro wrestling you wanted to just show you know yeah you could you can grapple you can you can uh do holds and all that stuff
2: Oh yeah absolutely man you always uh yeah, I didn't want to be like anybody else, man. You know, you admire guys, but you know, you never want to be like anybody else. You want to be unique. So I just uh, wanted to convey, you know, realism in this sport, man. And that's that was one of the ways, you know. And uh, for me, I was I always thought, you know, as training and being guided, obviously by Oliver John, Josh Barnett, all these guys. You know, how am I supposed to go out there and convey realism if I don't know what realism is? You know what I'm
0: saying? No, I got you. I got you. So. Uh, you know, yeah. You know, being trained by all that and, you know, taking
1: those opportunities and doing that, yeah, I didn't want to just be a, you know,
2: a power guy. I wanted to incorporate what I can do and what I feel I do best, and that's, you know, yeah, I can throw somebody, but I, I can also fly, I can also kick, I can also
0: grapple, and I obviously uh, can knock your ass out at the same time, so. Oh, yes, good, good exactly, exactly, yes, yeah. <laughs>
1: When you were trying to... I mean, when you were just starting to get into professional wrestling, was there a certain type of style how you were trying to emulate before going straight into power wrestling and grappling and catch wrestling? I don't think I had...
2: I don't think I had... A, a, you know, like I said, there's, there's guys that you admire. You know, there's guys that you obviously, you know, look at and they're like, oh, shit, man, those guys are awesome. They're good at what they do. But, uh... You know, the further on you get into you know in this business and you you start learning more about you and learning what you want to present and your character and you start doing your homework on you. You start learning what works best for you and you find you find out really quick what doesn't. <laughs> you know, so uh, I really just paid attention to that, man. You know, during my training I I had a like I said, I always wanted to just be Bring something different and bring uh just realism back man like once you see me in the ring and see me do shit you know it was like i always wanted that feeling like when i was a little kid when you see legion of doom walk out or you know those kind of
0: guys you just knew it was different and someone was about to get their ass whooped you know what i'm saying oh Mm -hmm. there was Mm -hmm. a
2: different there was a there was a different energy when they walked (laughs) through the curtain and uh right off the bat you you paid attention because you were like you just saw this individual, and he was bigger than life, and he had all the attributes to just be like, I do not want to meet this guy in the alley at midnight.
1: You know what yeah. I'm
0: saying?
1: So, <laughs> you know, in a way, I think the same could be said, because for me, I mean, I didn't get off into wrestling until I was, like, nine, which was back in, like, 2002. So it took me a while to get interested, and the first person, you know, I seen with that type of energy really was Mark Henry.
0: Oh, absolutely, man! I so was actually speaking of realism in wrestling. I want to get your thoughts on this. It's kind, of, it's on topic. Um, Jordan Grace, a female wrestler, she recently uh, put out there that she considers wrestling a performance art, and you know, it stirred up debate uh, on wrestling websites, Twitter, and all that stuff. People agreeing, some people disagreeing, some people seeing a middle, uh, middle of the road. I'm just curious to know, for uh, what, in your eyes. Do you consider wrestling a performance art? Do you consider it sport, a hybrid, or something entirely different?
2: Oh, you're trying to open up a can right now, brother. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, honestly, man, I was told by a very, very wise man once. Time, you know, once upon a time, it's uh, wrestling is a circus, man. You know what I'm saying? Just like Baskin Robbins, you know, you got 31 flavors. You know, we all have different visions. Of how we want to convey wrestling, or, or what our or what our energy should be when we walk the walk the aisle to the ring, and that's what I think is so honestly, I hate to use the word because it's kind of, but that's what makes art like that's what makes wrestling and art so beautiful, so awesome to watch, is because I think now there's so many people that are that are trying to be like the next person that it's somewhat getting lost, but at the same time. You know, wrestling, wrestling is what it is, man. If you want to do what you do, just make sure you're the best at it. Mm-hmm. You know, that you work your ass off to be the best at what you do. Mm-hmm. And for me, of course, it is what it is. But what I try to convey, like I said previously, is the realism to wrestling. I'm not gonna go out there and do flips and do all this kind of shit. You know, I can do it, but that's not that's not what I'm trying to bring. You know, if, if it if if the opportunity arises and I could and it's there and it makes sense absolutely you know it is what it is I'll have fun but you know to sit here and say that you know it is this it is that you know like I said man there's 31 flavors you know and there's music there's genres there's different shit and that's what's great about wrestling is that you know if you don't like that you're gonna like something else but we're all under the same umbrella it's just my biggest thing is if you want to approach it that way be the best at it work at your craft man Understand what you're doing and don't just go out there and and hit a fucking flip because you want to just Do it in
1: front of your fans or you know in front of your family and do shit like that. Just look cool mm-hmm. Make the shit make sense and have fun with it. Mm-hmm. And let's tell a story You know what I
0: mean?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean in a way that can also pertain to certain types of entertainment like for example when it comes to the world of music You hear a lot of people using the all tune effect, but nobody using their natural voice and entertainment well, in sort of entertainment, you see a lot of people trying to go for what's trending instead of what's right there in front of you. You don't want to always try and follow the latest trends. You want to try and be your own trend. Mm. Yes, like I said, you want to do you want to do what's best
2: for you and what's going to make you different. Keep practicing on that. Keep studying on that. Like I said earlier, you know you can admire people. You can you can. You know, think you want to be like them, but that's I think that's you shouldn't, you know what I mean? Be the best you. I can't I can't force that enough. Like when I talk to people or even when we have opportunities to talk to bigger names in the business, you know what I mean? Like that's their number one thing, is you know, study you, find something and, and make the best you you can be. You know what I mean?
0: Mm-hmm. hmm Absolutely, yeah. No, that's that's totally relatable to almost any field. Not even just wrestling. Be the be, oh, um uh, another question I had uh, in recent uh, pro wrestling news, I'm I'm curious to also hear your opinion on. Are you familiar with the Rev Pro incident with the referee that that happened recently?
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, for those that don't know, a uh, uh, a wrestler took it upon himself uh, to um, um, let's just say badly injure a a a referee after a match became a. Uh, uh it got ended too uh supposedly too quickly or was uh, was not too early and one of the wrestlers decided to uh take out his frustration on the referee and injuring him very badly i'm just curious to know as a pro wrestler has there ever been a situation where you've been in a match where something like that has happened or like where just things didn't go as they, as they should have and I'm just, and i'm just also want to know what do you, what is what should be done what do, what do you do in a situation like that uh do you do do you roll of it? Do you just do you just you know, uh, think on the fly? Like what would you do as a pro wrestler? How you've been taught to uh, to uh, do adjust to a situation like that?
2: Honestly, man, I've been in a situation like that, and it has happened to me. And uh, the professional thing is what I did is you know you just you know shit happens, man. It's trial and error. You know, do the fans know? No. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I mean, was it the way it was supposed to go? Eh, you know, Mm -hmm. nope, but you got to roll with it. You know what I mean? And then, you know, you have have your heart-to-heart behind the curtain. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But to lose professionalism and do that, man, I just, you know, I don't like speaking like this, but it it is 100% honest what I would have done. I would have broke his fucking jaw as soon as you walked through the curtain. Like, that was total bullshit. Um, To just lose your professionalism like that and, and try to do something, I mean, it's totally uncalled for, man. Just imagine, like, when that, when I saw that, just imagine if that shit happened, like, in the 80s or the 70s. What would happen to those wrestlers when they walked to the back? Hmm. Well, actually, that. you know, no those way, guys, those would guys probably... 100% got their ass whooped. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's And it's, I don't know, man. It just, to me, it was totally uncalled for. Yeah, it sucks. It happened. But, you know. You know, it's trial and error, and you learn, and you move on to the
1: next, man. You know what I'm saying?
0: Mm-hmm. Sorry, Christian. What true.
1: Were you? And that was also, you know, you're saying if that would have happened in the 70s and 80s, somebody would have gotten their ass. Well, that would have been after the crowd would have rioted. Hmm.
0: That's true. <laughs> right. Um, uh, so, so you said you were in a situation like that. Do you mean that where someone came after you, or where, where, the match, uh, where the match got a little bit fumbled? Itself,
2: yeah. Well, I actually,
0: uh, the ref, the ref,
2: uh, counted to three. Ah. and, the pin, and oh. the pin was on me, you know. It just it happens, man.
0: Mm-hmm. I you got know, you. I got you. you okay, know,
2: what am I gonna
0: do? Now, I'm gonna you say, I, mean? I was gonna say, if somebody tried to try to like do that to you, we would be hearing about an obituary about a wrestler who tried to attack JR Kratos. <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, yeah, definitely, yeah. And that unfortunately, that's something you probably wouldn't want to go to San Quentin for.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, but but uh, before we get into Bloodsport 2, I want to talk about Bloodsport 1, because um, I think this was a, uh, one of the first, I guess, big introductions that people on the East, west wrestling fans on the East Coast uh, got to see you in, because you're mostly in California wrestling, but do you ever come to the East Coast uh, for wrestling shows uh, besides the Bloodsport show that just ha- that's happening this weekend and, the- and earlier this year?
2: No, man. That's uh, that was actually my uh, my introduction to the East Coast, and uh, yeah, man, it was it was such a great response, man. I just you know to be totally honest, it was just truly humbling for me because you know all the sacrifices you make for this business and everything you do, and uh, but finally, you know the relationship with Josh that, you know, he gave me that opportunity to go out there and, uh you know, for them to be so, you know, warming and shit like that. I mean, it, it was great, man. Mm-hmm. You know, my phone for like a whole week just wouldn't stop going off. You know what I mean? And just people messaging me and, you know, the opportunity was great. You know, the East Coast is is awesome, man. I mean, the fans there, I, I couldn't even, I, I remember talking in the back, you know, with, with Tim and then, you know with Thatcher and just those guys that were there, you know, Andy all the guys in the back even Simon like Just the energy in the East Coast man is unreal I don't know if it was because of WrestleMania weekend or what but the people that came to see us do what we do and compete in there it was like Dude, it, it was unreal.
0: Yeah. Like It also helped that it was also the first show that really kicked off WrestleMania weekend yeah. uh, that Thursday yeah. Uh, now, i also, I'll also let you know, I was there in the audience as well, standing in that incredibly hot, uh, in that hot, it, it felt like it was, it was like 100, 100 degrees in there, because it was like, it felt like, <laughs> there was like maybe like 300 people in there, just like all shoulder together. Um, I mean, come to
1: think of it, Andrew, was it cold outside? That's
0: the thing, it was cold outside, but it was hot inside, uh, like, 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 literally, it, it felt, it just, it felt like, uh, at least to me, a furnace in there, uh, just being cooped up with everybody and all that stuff, but. Well, I want to talk about the match as well. Um, It was a match uh, you had against with Simon Grimm. And you, I think, I think you, it was the first, I don't think a lot of people were knowing, were trying to think of what to expect from you. Because like like you said, this is your first time on the East Coast. I think everybody was a little bit familiar with everybody else that was on the card or heard them. But you were the one that like nobody was like, everybody was like, we don't know what this guy's going to do. We don't know what J.R. Craig is going to do. What's? let's see what he has to do and when you power bombed him and not i don't know if the power bomb knocked him out or the elbow after that's when people knew that you were i guess uh i guess that you, that you were the real deal uh and that like that this is like this is a guy we gotta we gotta hopefully we'll hopefully see again and just yeah we'll talk about that like yeah that that match and just like that knockouts because it was really awesome
2: yeah just uh you know, just this approach that what we're doing, you know, that Josh is trying to convey and just present, you know, it's a uh, it's something that I truly, truly believe in, you know, and then the uh, the realism that it is, you know, we just go out there and do what we do. And, um, you know, when you're in that when you're in that element, man, you know, it's a fight, you know, it's 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 something totally different. And then, like I said, the energy in that, that room. Like, yeah, it was a little weird when I came out. Like, you could feel it. You know, I could feel it. Like, were playing, and a lot of people were like, who the fuck is this guy? You know? But, you know, you're know, was focusing on Simon. And, you know, we we're doing our thing. And then the opportunity just presented itself. And I just, it just, you just turn it on, man. You know, when you're in there, it's, it's, it's a switch that just goes on. And you just become, you just become this fucking beast, this you know, this thing, and then, you know, just, it presented itself for me to just fucking slam him and just jump in the air and knock his jaw through the mat, and, you know, it's, that's what happened. <laughs> so,
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cause, you know, because very rarely in wrestling, you know, people, you know, I guess sometimes a lot of matches overstay their, overstay their welcome and lots lot of stuff, but no, people, like, everybody was happy with how that match ended, how it went and how it ended, and, you know, I remember, I'll never forget the slam... That was the, the, the just like the oh right after you sl- right after you slammed him from the audience and the, I think there were mouths agape, when, like around my area when, when you did that. So you you definitely it was definitely like both both to Simon Grimm and to the audience it was quite an impact that you made on that show. And um, yeah, well, you got Bloodsport two coming up. Uh, How does it feel to be back in uh back uh, doing this again?
2: Uh, feels good, man. Like I said, this is this is something that I that I love doing. I love to compete. I love to do I love to do this. I love, like I said, what, what blood sport is. It's everything that I truly am. You know, it's a sport and I and I love to draw blood, you know, so mm-hmm. it's uh couldn't be named any better. And I, I really think the uh the talent that Josh gets is uh is the best in the world, man. These guys are our masters at their crafts and now it's just time for the best to compete and you know it goes to the better man and uh i'm very excited you know i'm very excited to make my return to the east coast very excited to be on Bloodsport, sport and uh just excited to be a part of all of it man i couldn't i couldn't be happier and more and more grateful
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh and also another I, I you have a good point about josh barnett giving people opportunities he gives people opportunities who you know, aren't the typical wrestlers that you see on shows. It's, it's people that, you know, either, you know, in the case of your opponent, Eric Hammer, who hasn't wrestled in about maybe five or five years, um, or Lindsey Snow, who's, you know, who mostly wrestles down in Florida. Uh, your case, you know, you wrestle in California. So he, I like that he gives opportunities to people that aren't, you know, aren't just on every show, on every weekend when when the when the uh, promotion comes to town, that's what I love about it as well. It's just different. It's different.
1: that, oh, he also gives opportunities to folks who, you know, aren't on a certain company's radar and actually enjoy, you know, making real wrestling happen. mm mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Um, and with that, I do want to talk about um you know, your opponent Eric Hammer, um. And uh, you did you did you happen to hear the interview that we did with him or hear anything about it?
2: I want to say I didn't, but
0: to be
2: honest, I did. Uh, <laughs> yeah.
0: He did have some. Um, yeah. he, he he gave some props to you, but he also had some. I guess I'll say, uh, fighting words. I'll put the put it yeah. put it kindly as that, and I'm just I do want to give you a chance to respond to him, and you know. What do you like? What What do you think about what he said? And just like, how is this match gonna go in your favor?
2: Well, no, like like I was saying earlier too, and you know what Josh tries to bring the talent. You know, Eric is uh, maybe not at Russell for I don't even know how many years. Uh, but the guy is, uh, you know, kudos to him, dude. Like I'm not even gonna bullshit. Like the guy's a, a beast. You know, he's a monster. You know, he's obviously hasn't maybe competed in a ring, but I mean, I know. I know for a fact the dude trains every day. The guy trains fighters, so he obviously knows how to do his thing. I know he's very, very skilled in wrestling. Um, you know, like I said, you know, we've had the opportunity to training with Josh before. I've seen him get down in the gym before. I've never met the dude or never even rolled with him or anything like that. But I've seen him from a distance in the gym, and you know, he's definitely, you know, caught my eye in the gym, obviously because of his size and the way he moves and you know his speed, but you know the guy is the guy is a very very well all around you know competitor so i'm i'm excited you know what i'm saying because this is this is what i want to do this is why you know i want to do this you know is to compete against the very best and obviously the dude is near my size he's a big guy and uh, i really truly think this match like i posted is going to be a true example of what blood sport is. We're going to live up to and everything that that this promotion is called. You know, we are both athletes, we both report, we you know we approach this as a sport and we both go out there for blood. So I mean, it's going to be a it's going to be a fucking bloodbath, dude, you know, and it might be 1 minute, it might be 10 minutes, it might be 20. But either way, you know, I know his strengths. I know he pays attention to mine. And I also know his weaknesses, and he knows mine. So, you know, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a fight, dude. I'm really looking forward to it. And, um, you know, like I said, the dude is a great wrestler. I've uh, been training with very, very well skilled athletes in that department, and uh, but I know for a fact he can't see me on stand up. So, hmm. that's 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 a given for me. Wrestling, uh, we'll just see how it plays out, man. But I'm, I'm very, very confident.
0: He did say that he wanted to take home a limb of yours. Um, so I'm gonna, uh, so yeah. I think on the ground he's saying that he has the advantage, but I think he even gave props to you. He said he said that you would have the advantage on the stand up, and that's something that he's that he's not gonna want to do. Obviously, he's gonna want to go to that ground as fast as possible and bring you down with him. And so I'm yeah, I'm guessing your your strategy keep it, keep it standing, you know, keep him, you know. Keep, look for that for that shot to knock him out uh in the tempo the jaw you know or heck even you know the swift uh kick to the liver or something good like, good old Bass Rudin style that's probably your goal i'm or your your strategy I'm saying uh I'm guessing right
2: well I mean yeah i mean I'm gonna play to that but either way i'm, I'm very very confident on the ground i've been training my ass off so either way i'm ready to go both but yeah the opportunity presents itself yeah it is he wants to take home with
0: them, I'll just send his jaw on the second row. It's no problem. Ooh boy. Uh, and so um if compared to Simon Grimm, uh, are you doing anything? Are you training any differently? Uh, since you did say yeah, he is a bigger guy about about your size. I Think of a few inches taller, maybe weighs a little bit more. But is there any training that you're doing differently compared with that you did with Simon Grimm versus this match?
2: Um, like I said, the groundwork is definitely picked up in my training, but uh, nothing, nothing out the usual, man. I'm I'm a very, very aggressive, uh, you know, in training and my work ethic is, is fucking insane. So it's, it's never changed on that part, just uh, different strategies for different opponents, but um, you know, it's just, just everyday work. You know, maybe I, I've, you know, tried to lean out a little bit and get the cardio game a little bit higher. But that's always been a big, big advantage to me is uh, my size and, you know, my wind. Uh, but I just, you know, I always want to present the best package, man. And this one is uh, getting a lot of attention. This show is getting a lot, a lot of attention. So I'm just trying to present the best package and uh, go out there and get the W, man.
0: Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Uh, Chris, I want to throw it to you. Uh, any blood sport related questions that you have?
1: I mean, to be honest, when it comes to blood sport, and I've been at asking this a lot of the recent contemporaries that get me on this card, but obviously Bloodsport is not only filled with wrestling realism, but it's also most definitely filled with catch wrestling. Have you learned anything about the stylings of it, and are you well-trained to combat against Eric Cameron?
2: Yeah. <laughs> I, now back in the day, a few years back, um timothy thatcher and uh actually jeff cobb and myself we went to uh we're just on a whim one day we were like you know what let's go to a josh barnett seminar so we jumped in the car and drove to la and went to a seminar and you know obviously well myself i can't speak for them (laughs) i'll just i'll just talk about me Mm. but uh you know we got our asses handed to us you know actually uh you know and then at the end of the seminar you know josh came up to us and he was like hey are you guys workers like just you know as wrestlers and i was and we were like yeah yeah so he you know i guess he kind of knew because you know blah blah blah. i guess the way we were doing our thing and then you know we on the way back you know tim jeff and i you know we just all looked at each other like you know i think we want to go back and learn this you know and then we just kept we kept coming back we kept coming back we kept getting our ass whooped we kept coming back we kept coming back and uh that's one thing I could say about Josh, man. He's always been really respectful to us and professional, but one of the things that I've always loved about him is that everything we got with him was earned. You know, and all, every conversation, every training, everything we've ever done, we had to earn that. You know, I remember there'd be times where Tim and I would make the drives to LA and be in our hotel room just beat to shit, looking at ourselves like, what are we doing? <laughs> you know? And then uh, we would go back the next day and go back four more, and Josh would just you know, train us in, in, in the craft and just grind us and just make us learn and learn and learn. And we just kept showing up, man. So being around Josh and having those opportunities with him, I mean, really, really, really helped, you know, obviously. And, you know, he's the best in the world. And, uh, you know, coming back out here to Sacramento and, you know, learning with other guys that do the same thing, you know, it's it's – we've always – we started training, man. We got a liking into it, and it's something that I do now. You know, in the evenings I do catch and it's just it's just something that I like, man. I, I really believe it's just it's just brutal. You know, you grab something and it's just you just don't let go until you break it and it's you know, you make your opponents very, very uncomfortable and I, I just I love the shit out of it, man. I love it.
0: I'm curious to know, uh if there is ever a Blood Sport three, which hopefully there will be, um, do you have any interest in it? No, they
1: probably will. just don't even
0: Yeah. Uh but it's uh... out
1: of your mouth. It's gonna be Bloodsport. It will be the fourth event in that calendar, but yeah, it will be the third under Josh Barnett's leadership.
0: Yes. Uh, so uh, there is a Josh Barnett's uh, when there is a Josh Barnett's Bloodsport three. Is there any opponent that you would like to take on? Because um, you know, there's so many opponents. I think that would be great. That would just I I like. I know the term dream match is used a lot, but you know. I, mean, I could just imagine you versus Kill Cross or Davy Boy Smith, Tom Waller. you know, there's so many great potential opponents for you. Is there anybody that you would have your eyes on for at the next Bloodsport show?
2: I haven't really, uh, really thought about that. Uh, just kind of focusing on Eric right now. But uh, like I said, like Josh picks the best in the world. You know, I just wrestled Davy Boy out here in Newark for BTW, and that was <laughs> that. Bad. You know, we beat the hell out of each other, man, and uh, that dude, I think, is honestly probably one of the most legit fucking guys on the scene, man, and uh, yeah, it'd be great to wrestle him. It'd be great to wrestle anybody, you know? Mm-hmm. Like I said, Josh, uh, Josh picks the best in the world, and whoever I go up against, it's going to be a fight. Uh, I would look forward to anybody, and uh, yeah, I'm just focused on Eric right now.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs>
1: Understood, but judging from his actions at Josh Barnett's Bloodsport, the first event, I mean, would a match between you and Phil Baroni be interesting? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Phil? <laughs> Shit. Yeah, it
2: would definitely be interesting,
0: <laughs> for sure. Oh, my God. Uh, huh? that, that, Phil Baroni, I think Phil Baroni versus anybody at this point would be interesting, just because. Yeah, you never know what Phil Brony gonna do. Uh, no, it's it's kind like that Nick Gage thing, where you never know what Nick Gage is gonna is how what he's gonna do. So just like it just like creates all these wild scenarios and how a match can go in your head. Uh, hey, maybe Nick Gage versus Phil Brony. Why not uh, explode the universe that way?
1: Um, oh shit! Don't don't even start. I mean, that'd be cool, Justin. To between you JR and Bill Beverly but you better hope there ain't no
0: fucking referee in the
1: ring because otherwise <laughs> Bill Barone will attack him
0: <laughs> Yeah probably
1: yeah.
0: Uh curious to know as as well uh JR you know we talked about blood sport, we talked about pro wrestling what what do you is there anything that you like to do outside of uh, when you're not wrestling uh I don't know what do you have any hobbies do you do you go fishing hunting play video games what what is what does JR Kratos do when he's uh he's relaxing?
2: Uh, outside of the grind, man, is, uh, is family, man. Hands down. You know, my, my family is, mm. is my whole why. You know, they're my purpose. And uh, yeah, man, if I'm not grinding in the gym, throwing the weights around, training, sweating, boxing, Muay Thai, doing whatever I do, uh, it, it's my family, 100%. Um, days off are very, very rare for me. So when I do have them, uh, my downtime is spent with them. You know, we got to, Another one on the way right now, and uh, family's pretty excited about that, but uh, yeah, man, all around, it's,
1: it's fast. Congratulations in advance, sir, and that's yeah, what, me, and that's leading me to this question, if you weren't in professional wrestling, if you didn't have to go through the rigorous grind of trying to better yourself in the square circle, what would be your fallback plan what would be your plan b so to speak uh, i i think about that but you know i always like to plant my seeds in my plan a <laughs> so uh you know but uh if anything
2: man you know my passion is always uh always to inspire people man you know and always try to help uh, people be the best them so uh i've always wanted like to create my own little heaven man buy a building and uh you know kind of do you know just like a whole gym of everything under one roof and uh i think eventually that's that's what i would do and uh you know just create a place for people to chase their dreams man and have everyone in there that's the best that can help you achieve that and uh that's that's probably what i would do if i wasn't doing this
1: would be something in that field you know what i mean yeah i give mean, to me uh wh- hey, Andrew do you have any
0: more questions to ask uh Mr. I mean Mr. Kratos? Yes. Uh the two final questions uh well uh well the, last, the first thing I want you to do is you know we always do this at the near the end of our interviews where we give the the wrestler or the MMA fighter an opportunity to say whatever they want to or about their opponent uh what their upcoming match. So I want to give you that opportunity uh JR uh, to uh Say whatever you want to, or about Eric Hammer, the floor is yours.
2: Uh, just short and sweet, man. You know, we're both two guys that approach the competitive scene very similar. And, uh, you know, I'm just, I'm going in there with every intent to represent what Bloodsport's all about. And uh, I'm not going down without a fight, dude. I mean, it's it's that simple. I think I think this is going to be one of the hardest-hitting matches of the night. And uh, I think he knows that, too. So, just... Just bring your A-game and, and be ready for a fucking fight.
0: Mm. And uh, we also want to give you an opportunity to uh, plug uh, your, your your team, sponsors, your if you have a Pro Wrestling Tees, your, your social media. Anything else you want to give a shout-out to as well? The floor is yours.
2: Yeah, all my uh, social media is JR underscore Kratos. Uh, on Twitter as well, on Instagram, JR Kratos on Facebook. Pro Wrestling Tees, same thing, JR Kratos. Um, you know, as well to Alpha Male too. You know, all the sponsorships there too. Uh, right now, at the top of my head, I think that's it. Hopefully, I'm not leaving anything out.
0: But okay, great. Uh, Jr. Kratos will be taking on Eric Hammer at Josh Barnett. GCW presents Josh Barnett's Bloodsport 2 this Saturday in Atlantic City, New Jersey at the uh, at the Showboat. Andrew, one, Andrew, one more question. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Christian. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and I just want to basically ask this, because there probably might be some people who probably might not know who you are. But for the folks who probably might be seeing you going into this match against Eric Hammer this upcoming weekend in Atlantic City, New Jersey, who aren't quite familiar with you, what would you say to those first-time fans just to entice them just to follow you and... You know, care
2: about you more. I'll pretty much just sum it up. You know, just just when I come out, man, there's a different energy. I'm the new type of monster on the scene. I mean, it's it's that simple. You know, when I when I come out, you know, someone's gonna get their ass whooped, and I'm just I'm just grateful, man. You know, just to be on the East Coast and to do all these things and present myself in front of fans. You know, I've never had a one that you know wasn't didn't enjoy the experience. You know, it's, it's, this is what I do, man. This is what I love to do. And I've worked very, very hard to get here. And uh, I'm just ready to do it in front
0: of the world, man. That's it. Mm. Uh, J.R. Kratos will be taking on Eric okay. Hammer at at Bloodsport 2, Josh Barnett's Bloodsport 2, this Saturday, uh, Saturday the 14th, at the Showboat in Atlantic City, New Jersey. There's very few tickets available as far as I last time I checked. And if they're all sold out by the time this drops, you can... My- or-
1: of course, of course,
0: great mm-hmm. seats are
1: still available.
0: Oh, I said, really
1: that. they're just they're falling fast. But if you hey, get out to Jersey and check the event out, you can watch it on the Fight TV app and fight.tv. That's f-i-t-e dot TV. Fight like you mean it. But other than that, Mr. Kratos, thanks for your time. We wish you nothing but the best with you and your family. And we hope you and Eric Camber tear the motherfucking
0: roof off the show bro, of <laughs> this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we definitely look forward to, to this match. Might be actually the one that we're looking forward to the most. Um, Gosh, you. And uh, yes, uh, good luck in your match, uh, JR, and uh, hopefully we can speak again soon at the next Bloodsport show.
2: I right don't
0: appreciate you guys. Thank you, for
2: having me. No problem. Take care. Anytime, sir.